0: Hey, what is going on guys? DK back at you with another video here to bring the 11 game NBA main slate on Wednesday. Before I get in the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you guys are interested in Thursday night football, I do a video breakdown that show and slate. It's not, you know, the most exciting game. We have Jets, Colts, but there's still 500k up top uh, on the top prize pool there. So make sure to check that video guy uh, video out if you are playing that one. Um, if you're unable to watch these videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. I have a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. And if you're interested in signing up for a premium content, offer free different packages on Patreon.com. NFL NBA package We cover the show on the slate and the main slate, and an esports package that includes Call of Duty and CS:GO. And uh, I want to thank the sponsor of today's video, Prize Picks. So um, they do have some stuff posted for tomorrow, but again, it's just a single stat. Um, So there's a few different ways you can play if you're not familiar with it. The first way is taking over under on straight up fancy points. And the second way is taking over under on like straight up points, rebounds, assists, three pointers made. Um, They have football, NFL, they have college football, esports. You can mix and match as well. So if you guys want to try out prize picks, make sure to use my code DKDFS. It's DKDFS, all one word. You'll get 100% match up to $100. And I want to thank you guys again for your continued support um, coming in and checking all these videos and live streams. Make sure if you guys do enjoy the content to hit that like button. Try to aim for 150 on this uh, video. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, and let me know how you guys did tonight. All right, so before we talk about players and the prices, let's quickly look back my lineup here from Tuesday's slate. So Tuesday, I knew I was getting contrained. What I was hammering home was like, um, you know, it's Giannis and Miami guys for optimal or Giannis, Miami guys and Chris Paul for optimal. I was going to tell him, Hey, I'm taking a shot on low owned Luca because I can't quit low on Luca. And he once again, uh, didn't do much for me, but that's fine. Like I knew Luca was a very suboptimal play going up against Miami. It was just an ownership thing, right? I, I knew he was going to be pretty low owned. I was hoping we'd have a ceiling game and a tough matchup. He didn't, but like, that's fine. Like I, I knew the risk. I knew more often than not, it's not going to work. But again, it was an ownership play there for me. Um, the more... Bucks faders it's just unbelievable. That was the one game that was like projected to be the closest, and, of course, it blows out. Um, so if you went underweight on the Bucks, you got massively bailed out. That was a spot you wanted to load up on with Giannis, who was on pace for, like, 80 fancy points. The value was all smashing, and they all just don't play the fourth quarter because Detroit, and Cape Cunningham especially, can't hit a shot. 0 of 9 from 3 for Kate Cunningham. Played 29 minutes. One of those things where it's, again, you can't be results-oriented. Oh, my God, Cade Cunningham. He only got 12 points. He was a bad play. He was one of the best values in the slate right behind JaVale McGee, who I'll get to, um, was only 30% owned in the low stakes. That is absolutely insane. That right there, seeing that JaVale McGee, 30% in the low stakes, there is still a massive edge in DFS. Massive edge. Um, And he should have had a lot more. You want to know why? He got benched. Frank Kaminsky started the second half. McGee only played like six or seven second-half minutes. Um, so if McGee, you know, with him starting, I was assuming around 25-ish minutes, maybe more. Um, he lost out in a good amount of minutes there with Kaminsky starting the second half. So... Um, Yeah, McGee could have easily won for 35-40 fancy points if he didn't get benched. Um, No, he still got there. Obviously, that was super tilting, them starting Frank Kaminsky. I thought it would be Jalen Smith. He was actually ahead of Frank Kaminsky in the rotation. I should have uh, considered Frank Kaminsky, and he was power forward eligible. Um, So if you played Frank Kaminsky, congrats to you. But I also went with a low on Cam Johnson, hoping he could hit his shots. He started like 0 of 5, looked awful. Um, I originally had Thanasis and Pat Conton, but pivoted to Cam Johnson and Portis, so I wanted to get a low on Portis in there. Um, he also started like 0 of 7, still got there, um, but the blowout hurt him too. Again, the mo- I'm just so tilted about that. Like, uh, of course, the one game that's about to stay close, blows out. Um, Jonas Valanciunas, I'm going to keep repeating myself. He should be $10,000, so as long as he's, you know, 8K, 8.5K, I'm just going to play him every single slate. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's it for the look back for myself. So, again, what I was hammering on was Patreon, was Miami guys, Chris Paul. That's optimal. Those of cash game plays, or, you know, the optimal plays. Um, I went suboptimal with Luka Doncic. He had a bad game and in a tough matchup. I knew more often than not it's going to fail. Again, single entry, though, usually my strategy is I'm playing a lot of the chalk if I think it's good chalk, and I'm trying to get different in a couple ways. Two ways I got different tonight. Luke and Cam Johnson didn't work out for me, but it is what it is. That's that's the way I play uh, single entry GPPs. Okay, so going over the winning lineup in the Thunderdome, uh, George Hill, Kate Cunningham, at eighty seven percent owned. As I always say, the good plays condense, or the ownership condenses in the good plays. He okay, should have um, one player faded, Kate Cunningham, in the, in the super high stakes. He was eighty seven percent. George Hill fifty percent. Um, Thanasis sixty two percent, way up from um, the lower stake stuff. Bam and a seventy five percent. Um, he was obviously a great play. And then Javel McGee, was, I was a little bit surprised he's only 50% owned in this one. Like, he really should have been 100% in the, in the, in the high stakes. Um, let's see. Was there any other ownership that I wanted to go over? Again, Giannis, obviously the chalk. Kate Cunningham, clearly the chalk, right? Two great plays. Chris Paul is popular, um, way more popular in the high stakes. Again, he looked good at that price point. Uh, Let's see. Was there anything else that kind of stood out to me? Okay, the Miami guys both getting ownership made a ton of sense. They both look good. They both are definitely optimal plays. Bam more than Jimmy, but yeah, both look good. Um, oh, yeah. I think that's, that's really it. Nothing else really stood out to me in the uh, super high stake stuff. So that's it for the look back, guys. All right. Let's talk about this 11-game slate. Let's see. What do we have odds out for, or how many games do we have odds out for? Um, there's a few, let's see, where's the highest total game? Um, Charlotte Golden State, that's a 226 over under. That one, that one could be a late night hammer. That one could be fun. Um, but a lot of the games in the mid, uh, to mid teens, 200 and like 15 or so for a lot of those games over under. All right, let's start off with Portland. Um, and again, as I said, I can't quit with Luka Doncic. I can't quit with, with Damian Lillard. I'm just going to keep playing them until they have that breakout game. Uh, but, man, it's been losing me a lot of money. Um, yeah, Dame has continued to shoot bad. He'll come in a low ownership again. Um, if I fade him, that's when he's going to go absolutely off. Um, so, yeah, Dame Lillard, fine for tournaments. But, again, has really struggled with a shot. I think CJ looks more optimal. The two guards playing, you know, big, big minutes, CJ McCollum. So, yeah, he's clearly the more optimal play. As much as I love Yusuf Nurkic, I just don't think I can pay 7.5K for him. It's, a it's you know, a big match beer against Cleveland. But, you know, he's just not, he's not playing big minutes. He's not playing over 30 minutes in a competitive game. He should be, but he's not. They're giving Cody Zeller a lot of minutes. So, um, hard for me to get to Nurkic at the price point as much as I love playing him. Norman Powell, 4'6", is a fine value. Probably plays around 30 minutes. Does feel a little bit too cheap. And then, yeah, I'll mention Cody Zeller because he's playing, you know, uh, around 20 minutes against, you know, big teams. And I think he does in this game against a big Cleveland front court. So, contrarian value play, Cody Zeller is viable. On the Cavs, so the Cavs are surprisingly But not bad this year, Kevin Love is out That's one uh, big piece and there's a Coro still out too So we'll start with Lori Markkinen, whose minutes went up With no Kevin Love, he played 35 minutes um, Had a ceiling game For sure, I think he's actually a pretty solid Play at this price point, uh, probably going to get ship 25-ish faints. points Does have a little bit of upside. might play a couple more, couple more minutes without Kevin Love um, Mobley at 7k, you know Also playing big minutes, but I don't love the price point Jared Allen, it's just so weird For a big to be so boomer bust, check out these last five games: forty-five, and seventeen, then twenty-four, and sixteen, then fifty-six. Fancy points. Obviously, the ceiling was there for Jared Allen, so he's a good tournament play. But like, he has been so up and down. I just don't. I don't even know what to make of that. And then the guards are tricky with Garland, Sexton, and Rubio because there's times where Rubio plays well off the bench, and they'll close with him over one of these guards. I'll say the safest option probably is Garland um, because he'll you know be the starting point guard. I think he plays a at least 30 minutes or so. So Garland's probably the safe option. Sex and Rubio viable for tournaments. Then I'll mention Chetty Osman at three points to without Kevin Love. Uh, 30 and 21 minutes last couple games. If he plays, you know, 20 plus minutes, I think he's a fair value play. All right, Toronto and Washington. So still no Scotty Barnes, I'll start with Van Fleet at 8.5K. He's also been a little bit up and down, but he's just playing massive Mets and this is a really good matchup. I almost had a triple-double last game, so I like some Fred Van Fleet. And OG Anubi, again, he has been actually their top guy on offense, their highest usage guy. He shot 27 times last game, uh, playing 41 minutes. He's going to play around 40 minutes. I'm fine I am fine going to OG Ananubi. Um I don't love the price point, but I think he's firmly in play, both him and Fred Van Fleet. Again, let me, t- let me uh, tilt about this. Just look at this, right? Uh, 32. 36, 36, 35, 32. I finally buy in randomly, no foul trouble, just randomly 23 minutes. The next night, 43 minutes. But uh, yeah, with Gary Trent Jr., if he's gonna play 45 minutes, and obviously he's in play, but um, he is super reliant in the scoring Um, So he's viable for tournaments, but the floor is still relatively low with him. He's not hitting his shots. Achua's losing minutes to Kem Birch, who I think I'd rather take the shot in 29 and 31 minutes last couple games. Um, I think Kem Birch is a fair value play. He's not the best point-printed guy, but he's relatively cheap, and he's played about 30 minutes last few games. Um, yeah, they hate Chris Boucher, so they just don't want to play him minutes. And then Svima Kailuk started last game without uh, Scotty Barnes. He played 35 minutes. So, if Svima Kailuk starts again, I think he's a pretty good value play. Now, this is kind of an outlier game. Five boards, five assists, two steals for Svima Kailuk. We know, like, m- like, most of the time he's pretty reliant on the scoring. But um, I do think he's a solid value play at that price point um, because... Again, if he's going to get mid-30s minutes, that is too cheap. Moving on to Washington. There's not much that stands out here. I think Beal's a fine contrarian Bend up. Um, you know, ceiling is 50-plus, but the floor is relatively low with him. we Kuzma seem priced about right. Gafford, as usual, um, can't stay out of foul trouble. Got massive foul trouble again. I'll mention him for tournaments. If he stays out of foul trouble, he can play around 25 minutes. Um, and then KCP, if a slate lacks value, then he's viable. But this slate does have some pretty decent value plays. Again, with KCP, he's going to play around 30 minutes. He's super aligned scoring. I can't tell you if he's going to hit his shots or not, but um, he is viable uh, because the amount of minutes he's playing. All right, Knicks and Pacers. Solid matchup here for the Knicks. I think Julius Randle's a pretty uh, safe spend-up. I had that one really bad game there against the Pelicans. Throw that out the window. Other than that, he's been hovering around like 45 fancy points a night. Again, up-tempo game here. I do think he's a pretty safe spend-up. I'm not paying 7K for RJ Barrett. With the guards in Kemba and Derrick Rose, you can go to one of those guys in tournaments. One will close. Um, you know, It's been Kemba recently, so if you want to use him for a GBP setting, fine. I'll mention Mitchell Robinson. Uh, they're, they're tempting me at this price point. He's playing 25 to 30 minutes a game. He's a guy that can block some shots, a decent rebounder, and he's only 4'7". So I kind of like Mitchell Robinson at that price point. Moving on to the Pacers. So bonus 10, over 10K. Going up in a tough match against the Knicks, I'll probably pass as much. I love playing Sabonis. and Levert, both going to be back for this one, so that takes the guards out of play for me. Um, there's really not much here for the, the Pacers, so let's move on to the Celtics, who have seem to be in an overtime game every single time they play. Brown and Tatum going up against Orlando, there is some blow at risk. Um, but at their price points, like 10 k for Tatum, almost 9 k for Brown, that neither really stand out. The guy that I do kind of like here, Al Horford. He's going to play probably around 30 minutes, maybe a little bit more. Um, great at stuff in the stat sheet, but getting double-digit rebounds every single game. I think he's a pretty safe play. The only real risk there is again potential for the blowout. I do prefer for 2 Robert Williams, even though Robert Williams is a little bit cheaper. Not much else there for me though for the Celtics. Like Schroeder off the bench, um, you know, I would say more often than not probably plays close to thirty minutes, but doesn't really stand out. Moving on to the Magic. So, wow. Again, I've, I did not see this coming from Cole Anthony, but he has been phenomenal this year. Absolutely phenomenal. And he was god-awful in the Summer League. Like, he, was, he would play, like, 25 minutes in Summer League and go for, like, 10 fancy points, which is just, again, came out of nowhere. Uh, but Cole Anthony has played uh, really, really well, playing massive minutes. These Magic starters are all getting big minutes. Um, so, 7.6K. I think he's a good tournament play. I don't think I can pull the trigger in him at a cash game. It's fine for tournaments. Mo Bomb at that price point, a little bit too much for me. Carter Jr., I think is a pretty safe play. I think he plays over 30 minutes in a competitive game, so I think he's a relatively safe option. Franz Wagner had a ceiling game. He's also been playing really well the Michigan man, um, but he's not a super high usage guy. right? And He's kind of reliant in scoring. He's not doing a ton of peripheral stats, so um, I don't want to pay 5.5K for him. Suggs at 5.4. Uh, I think i will prefer him to Wagner, but I don't think either are must plays. And that's probably it for Orlando. Again, they're just going to the start their big mids. Moving on to Chicago and Philadelphia. So my issue here with Chicago is they're kind of like the Lakers' big three, right? When they're all fully healthy, none of them are really going to stand out unless they're like very underpriced. They're all priced about right. Um, Lonzo at 7-4 does have some upside, but three straight games of under 30 fancy points, it's like, meh, meh. DeRozan's played really well for this team, but like 8.5K, again, it's just a tournament play, same So like not, no one really stands out there for the Bulls. Uh, Javante Green at 3.2K has been starting. He's played over 20 minutes first couple games, but he's not the best point point minute guy. Rookie Io has actually uh, gotten some minutes too, but again, both those guys are just dart throws. Crusoe be the value field the best about it. I think he plays mid, mid to high 20s minutes, and I think he is in play at 4K. Moving on to Philly. Well, no Tobias Harris. We do have Joel Embiid back at 10.3K. He has not been great this year. He really has not. Um, so I don't think I can trust him in a cash game setting. I do like his upside for tournaments. Um, but yeah, not really cash play there for Embiid. Um, Drummond's price obviously went way up from that massive game last game. Maxi, the issue with him is, again, Shake Milton is coming off the bench and getting some decent runs. So... Um, I think I would prefer the price of Milton to Maxi. Seth Curry does have some upside, but Embiid beat back probably takes a little bit of backseat usage-wise. Korkmaz started last game. If he starts again, he is definitely in play. My issue is, is he kind of reliant on the scoring, um, but 4.3K is firmly in play. Niang was a guy I had in my player pool last night as a GP play. He went absolutely off. But again, Drummond's the backup five, so Niang probably goes back to like 15 to 20 minutes off the bench. All right, Atlanta and Brooklyn. So Trey Young, I always like for tournaments. This price point is is fair. Um, the the floor is low with him. Like don't never play Trey in cash games unless it's like a super small slate. Um, but I I think he's a good tournament play here in an up tempo game against Brooklyn. Capella finally played over thirty minutes. That's good to see. Um, I do a little bit of interest in him. John Collins questionable. I expect him to play, but monitor that one. Um, if he's out, then I'm curious to see what they do the starting lineup. But then these like wings would be in play. Which ugh, I just I hope Collins plays. I don't want to deal with. Uh, the Bogdanovich, Reddish, Hunter, Herder, Gallinari group of wings that, like, it's just so hard to try to predict who it's going to be. Um, Herder was even a inactive last game for yeah, for rest purposes, I guess. He's barely been playing, which is really weird. Um, so, yeah, if Collins gets ruled out, then you can look to those wings for Atlanta. Uh, moving on to Brooklyn. So the price points in KD and Harden don't really stand out in 10.8, 10.2K respectively. I'm going to say both are tournament plays. Um... The rest of Brooklyn, not much else here. Aldridge is now over five, or 5K. or five Bruce Brown's price is about right. There's just not much here on, on the Brooklyn side that, that I like. I just find it funny. They have a Bryce Brown and a Bruce Brown. I feel like <laughs> there's people are going to play Bryce Brown thinking he's Bruce Brown at 3K. That That's definitely going to happen a couple times this year for Brooklyn. All right, uh, a few games left, five games left actually Denver and Memphis. So, Nicole Jokic, I think, is one of the best sped ups in the slate. Super safe, had a four game last game, but mo- more often than not, he's going to hover in that 55 to 60 fancy point range. So, like Jokic, a good amount there. MPJ's been awful, just a tournament play. Barton's been a little bit up and down too, but like him a little bit better than MPJ. Uh, Monte Morris, I do think, is viable. He's playing close to 30 minutes a night. Uh, 35, 24, and a blowout, 30, and 28. So if we're going to get close to 30 minutes of Matty Morris, I do think he's actually a fair value play. And then I will mention Bones Highland, who was been in the rotation, has played well, 18, 16 minutes. As a contrarian GBP play, I think he is viable. Moving on to Memphis. So I think John ranch should probably be priced over 10K. Um, he's only 9.3K. I think in a competitive game, he plays 35 to 38 minutes. He's going for stuff in the stat sheet. Um, yeah, I, I do like John Goodemont here. I think, once again, he'll be low-owned. God, I, I just knew they were gonna do this. I knew they were gonna un- make Jaron Jackson Jr. underpriced. He was absolutely smashing last game and just gets some massive foul trouble, so only plays 18 minutes. Like, this is what's gonna happen if he stays out of foul trouble. He's gonna get probably 30 to 35 fantasy points. So like 5.5k is too cheap. But there's about a 50% chance, maybe more than that, that they get some foul trouble. So if you want to deal with the headache of triple J and a large slate, like, go for it. But God, that guy is just such a frustrating roster. Um, again, I mentioned Tyus Jones. Just a massive game with John Morant in. Made absolutely no sense. Um, I do like the price in Steven Adams quite a bit here. Played 31 minutes there against Denver. They need him out there to guard, to defend Nicole Jokic. So um, I know Steven Adams usually is not a guy that has a massive upside, but he doesn't need to at this price point. So I do like Steven Adams. The only risk there is potential foul trouble. Um, but that's really it for Memphis. All right, uh, Clippers in Minnesota. So Paul George at almost 11K is playable. He's played pretty well for the Clippers so far this year. He's doing, um, you know, kind of it all for them. So he's viable. The two guards have been awful in Reggie and Bledsoe. God, Bledsoe 4.4K. He fooled me. He fooled me. I think I played him last couple times because the prices went down. He played pretty well first couple games, and now we're in back to the Eric Bledsoe of old. Um There is some some, uh, value here, though. Start with Nick Batum. So if this game stays competitive, Nick Batum's going to play over 30 minutes. At only 4.3K, I think he's a pretty safe value play. You have guys like Canard, a man off the bench who are getting some solid run. Man probably plays close to 30 minutes. Canard, probably the same thing. Canard reliant on the scoring. But, again, those three are definitely in play for value. And this is a big front court. So, I've said this a couple times. The Clippers continue to try to go small, though. Like, you would think Zubac has to play more minutes this game. You would think against Carl Anthony Towns. So if you want to take a shot at a low on Zubac, you don't mind that. But a guy that does stand out to me, once again, is Isaiah Hardenstein at only 3K. Played 18 minutes last game. If we're going to get 15-ish, 15 to 20 minutes from Isaiah Hardenstein at the flat men price, I'm fine going right back to that well. Now, the only thing I'll say about him is he's very prone to foul trouble. Like, that's, that's the way he fails, I think, uh, tomorrow. All right, Minnesota. So there's a lot to like here for Minnesota. No D'Angelo Russell. We'll start with Carl Anthony Towns, who I think is a pretty solid spend-up. I don't think he's going a ton of ownership. 10.6K does get a usage bump without D'Lo. Same with Ant-Man. Right? He's got to do a little more offensively with no D'Lo. So both those guys look like solid options. And then there's a good amount to like here for value. So D'Lo out. Uh, Pat Beverly, expect him to play. Um, if he does play and start, I think he's a really good value play. They could also start uh, Jordan McLaughlin at the flatman price. So, monitor who starts, my guess it would be Beverly. If he does start, he makes for a good value. And then um, Malik Beasley is probably going to be the number three in offense now. He played uh, 32 minutes last game uh, once DeAngelo Russell went down. So, um, I like Malik Beasley, right? He was a guy that, that got up there in price last year when the Timberwolves were shorthanded. So, um, I think him and, and Pat Beverly make for really, really good values. Uh, Dallas and San Antonio. So Luka Doncic uh, again. I, I took a shot in him alone and last night, meaning he's going to go absolutely off tonight. But like his ceiling, he's only had one sixty fancy point game so far. So um, this is a solid match against the Spurs. So I don't mind going to Luka. Uh, Porzingis, don't expect him to play. Brunson, okay. Let me just let me just tilt about this. I make Jalen Brunson a core play against Denver with everyone out. Nineteen minutes, can't hit a shot, eleven fancy points tonight well he's just the best player in the world 10 of 13 shooting 40 fancy points again I'm going I'm literally going crazy guys um yeah Brunson assuming he starts again I think he a pretty solid play at the price point don't expect 10 of 13 shooting again Bobon saw a couple minutes Dwight Powell 3.8K probably plays 25 to 30 minutes I think he's a pretty safe value option um, how many minutes did bobon play last game Oh, I guess he only played two. I thought he played a little more than that. Let's move on to the Spurs. Murray at nine two. No thanks. Purtle at seven k. I'll pass. The rest of the play, the rest of the guys in the Spurs are secondary options. Like Lonnie and Vassell do have some upside, but at their respective prices, they don't really stand out. So let's move on to Charlotte and Golden State. This game could be could be a shootout here. So let will start with the Ball 86 points. Out, say. the thing I will say here is now the minutes. Right, those minutes are slowly ticking up on him. Thirty three. 34 minutes when, like, earlier in the year, he was only playing 26 to 30. So that's pretty big, right? If we're an extra four or five minutes from Lamella Ball, 8.6K, I'm fine paying this price point for him. Does have a triple-double upside. again, get matchup. So I do like Lamella Ball. As I said with Harrison Barnes, him and Miles Bridges are the best players to ever play, right? Miles Bridges continues to put up 45 fancy points a night. People continue to fade him. I'll probably continue to fade, and he'll probably continue to go for 45 a night. So I have no issue going to Miles Bridges. I just... I can't get over the fact that he continues to put up 45 fancy points a night. Uh, Hayward, I'm going to pass on. Rogier, don't mind him for tournaments. Um, 33, 34 minutes, last couple games. Does have some upside. A little bit of lower floor, though, than little And then not much else here. If you want to go to a revenge game, Kelly Oubre, sure. But like, just look at Kelly Oubre's last few games. 35, then 6, then 31, then 48, then 12. Like That's like a Jared Allen-type stat line last five games. All right, Golden State. Steph Curry, like him for tournaments at, a, at a, a price above 11K. Hard for me to prioritize him, though, for an optimal build. Draymond Green, Wiggins, both fine options. Neither really stand out. The rest of the Warriors, they're just running too deep for rotation. Um, Looney at 3.3K is going to start in play probably around 15 minutes. You can use them, But, yeah, there's just not much here for Golden State. Finally, the Pelicans and the Kings. So, good matchup here for Jonas Valanciunas, as I said. He's going to continue to play around 35 minutes. He should be $10,000. So I'm fine going right back to the well. Jonas Valanciunas continues to get there night in and night out. Super, super consistent. The guards in NAW and Devontae Graham. NAW continues to kind of struggle from the field. Um, you know, I think Devontae Graham looks a little bit better, as it pains me to say. Uh, Josh Hart, Hart at 4.9K. Should play around 30 minutes. I think he's a pretty safe value play. And then Herbert Jones got uh, looks like a concussion. Um, in this game tonight So um, I would expect Probably Najee Marshall Trey Murphy One of those guys to, to fill in In the starting lineup Either way bull should get more minutes So There's actually A decent amount to like here For the Pelicans We got JV The guards are in play Josh Hart And then Assuming Herb Jones is out I think Najee Marshall And Trey Murphy Get a good amount More minutes And both would be Very much in play At their respective prices Finally Sacramento you could add Darren Fox that list of Damian Lillard and Luka Doncic. I continue to try to play him. He continues to shoot awful. Um, yeah, he has not had a good shooting game yet this year. 8.5K, it is a good matchup, but right now just a tournament-only play. As I said, Harrison Barnes, Miles Bridges, they should both win the MVP. Uh, Rashawn Holmes at 6.3K, if he can stay out of foul trouble, should play around 30 minutes. Don't mind them, but prefer Jonas Downs and on the opposite side. Albert and Heald, seem priced about right. They ran an eight-man rotation last game, the the, the uh, Kings did. Dave and Mitchell, 3.8K, he had a pretty good game tonight. The stats aren't updated, but um, I think he is in play for some salary relief. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the video today. If you have been enjoying the content, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you don't want to upload videos and go live. Thanks again. Have a great night, guys, and I'll see you all tomorrow in the live stream.